Hi, everyone. This is Catching Up with the Nerds with your hosts, Tom and JC, and our special guests today, Sarah, Emily, and Aiden. Uh, This is a podcast about two dads that are catching up on all the nerdy stuff we missed, sharing how we pass on our nerdy passions to our kids who are happy to be present today, and deep diving into nerd pop culture to make it more accessible for you. Welcome back, listeners. How's everyone doing? All right. Yeah, Yeah, good. Good. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Well, for today's episode is part three of our intro to anime. And the first couple of episodes, we talked about the first anime that we all watched, the anime that got us hooked into the the medium. And today we're going to give you our top anime recommendations. If you're not into anime and want to kind of dip your toe into it, this is a way you can jump in and just do a full on kind of like polar bear plunge. Um, so, uh, we will go around providing some recommendations, uh, from Sarah, who's our resident, uh, anime expert and, uh, the kids and myself. Uh, but before we get into that, let's do some just quick intros in case anybody's jumping in today, but I would still recommend everybody go back and check out episodes one and two. They're live and available as well as, um, uh, ready for you guys to digest and get into anime. But before that, uh, quick read round of intros, Sarah, you want to go first? Sure. Um, so I'm Sarah Rawlings. I'm a writer for Anime UK News. I've been doing that for over 10 years now. Um, I'm happily married with my husband, Andy, uh, for eight years, and I have a son who turns two later this year. And thank you guys for having me on. I'm really enjoying this. Awesome. Yeah, it's been super fun so far. <laughs> uh, my name is Tom. You can also call me Tom. Uh, I've been married for about some years. 13. Uh, yeah, 13. We discovered that today. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, got two kids one is right there and the other one is over there somewhere over there okay um and i am uh, juan carlos garay everybody calls me jc originally from honduras but lived in london for a while where we met tom and had our kids uh and now living in portland so keeping up with the nice crappy weather uh seems yep. to follow us everywhere and I'm married for coming up to 17 years uh, this coming March um, to a lovely woman named Fiorella. And we've got, I've got a son named Aiden. Uh, wait, oh, there he is. Oh. And uh, a daughter <laughs> named Arabelle. You didn't uh, Sure. <laughs> My name's Aiden. I'm the son. I really like anime. <laughs> and I'm excited to talk about two anime that I would really like to recommend to listeners today. All righty. Cool. Thanks, everybody, for doing the reintros. Wait a minute. One more. <laughs> Future Tom, go back and cut this very rude part no, of introing that I did. <laughs> Hi, I'm Emily. I'm the one that's here. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I basically just really like the stuff that my dad's like, too. That's it. That's well Things that, that I'll never hear from my kids. Nope. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's jump back into it. Uh, so uh, we'll start off with kind of a, our first round of recommendations. So we will have recommendations from myself, uh, then from Sarah, and then uh, Aiden's going to bring us home. Uh, and then we'll let you guys carry on with your great day. But uh, to start off with, we're going to start on a slightly darker note. So I've got two recommendations. 
uh, one of our accommodations is very much for adults. One of the accommodations is very much for both adults and kids. Uh, so my first recommendation, very much geared towards the adults, is uh, Death Note. Uh, so Death Note is an anime that came out in 2003 and went through 2006. Uh, it was when I quit my job a couple years ago, it was one of the first things I did is was actually catch up on this anime. And it is one of the most satisfying experiences in terms of anime that I've had. It was so, so good. Um, and I'll tell you guys why. Yes. So uh, the premise of Death Note is uh, very much geared towards people interested in things like um, if you're into stuff like kind of like Mindhunter or like real like uh, kind of like crime meets like psychological type stuff entertainment. I feel like it meets that niche like really well um, because it's not, it doesn't subscribe to the typical kind of like what we all assume is the, the anime format of it's like weekly episode uh, with like bad guy of the week that builds them to like the first arc. Then there's like a bit of filler and then you get your, like your next arc. Um, and they seem to be kind of like self-contained stories in a lot of way. This one is an ongoing plot through the whole thing that you have to be absolutely glued to. Um, and it really is paced that way. So what is it about? Uh, Death Note is about a world where in Japan, uh, there are these demons called Shinigamis. Uh, and they basically carry around these things called Death Notes. And it's a book and it's an actual, just a regular, it looks like a, like a moleskin notebook. Uh, and it just looks kind of like worn and tattered sort of thing. Uh, and then the Shinigamis, when someone uh, is on earth is due to die. So everybody has like a limited lifespan uh, as we all do. But in this case, it's very clear to the Shinigamis. The Shinigamis can actually see the amount of days you have left in your life kind of hovering over your head. Like they can, they can see that at any given point. And when they know your last days there, they basically write your name in the death note and then you die uh and if they write your name you just die from a kind of cardiac arrest if they write your name and write the cause of death then you die in that particular fashion uh and that's kind of their job so they're kind of like the the uh, sort of kind of like demons from hell sort of thing but not entirely they never really specify that bit but they're definitely from another world right and they're and they're on earth to carry out a specific job but what happens is and this is where the show kicks off is one of the demons accidentally leaves his notebook behind one day um and uh he gets picked up by by a, a high school student named light yagami the high school sort of picks it up and realizes what the notebook can do. And then he goes off on this total like just journey, like where you can see him quickly become this absolutely different human being than what we meant in the beginning of the story, because he begins to realize that he has power over life and death. And he initially uses it to basically kill all the criminals in the world. So he's like, I want to make the world a better place. So you start killing, killing all the really bad people. Uh, but that, of course, leads to when do you stop killing bad people and what is your definition of bad, right? And he keeps going down that slope and he gets more obsessed and more obsessed with it. Uh, where, the, where the story becomes like, to me, and where it really kicks off is when they, they throw on, like, uh, they have a full on police investigation. And that one like really reads like a police procedural. Because you see they come together, they start to gather clues, they start to figure out like kind of what's happening, but then they have to bring in this like super detective to do it. And his name is L. Yeah. And they have to bring in L. And L is kind of like the yang to like lights yang, right? It's like they balance each other out in that they're both incredibly smart 
and are obsessed with particular subject matters, but they're coming at it from two different angles, right? But in, in a way, they almost mirror each other, right, in some ways. Um, so it becomes this cat and mouse game where it's like Elle's trying to draw out Light to figure out who he actually is. Light is actually trying to kill Elle because in order to kill the death book, you need to know the person's name. And L only goes by L. Like you actually don't find out his name like throughout most of the story. Uh, so tension builds, things happen, and there's a lot more of plot that happens throughout, but it reaches this amazing conclusion and it's just incredibly satisfying. But with the main takeaway for me is that it showed me that anime really truly is a medium. There's no way that anime always plays out. It's not always like, oh, goofy characters kind of like doing this and then having battles and then coming back and having a laugh and then like making fun of someone. It's like, this is totally dramatic, like super serious, like, uh, and it just, it, it gets paced in a way that it would easily drop on Netflix as a full-on show and we'd all be hooked on it uh, if it were like a live action show. Um, and it showed me that like, there's a different side to it. It can be taken really seriously as an art form. And that's that's my first one, Death Note. So, interesting because the the only experience I have with Death Note is the live version on Netflix, which was yeah, the terrible representation, which was exactly um, <laughs> killed by everyone. Um, Sarah, do you have thoughts on that one? <laughs> <laughs> I actually did have to write some thoughts on over on Anime UK News, but I just think it's such a shame because um, we don't. If if I had to do an elevator pitch to this show um, for de the original Death Note, it's kind of like. Sherlock versus Moriarty, but you're following Moriarty and you have a power of a god behind you. That's, it's basically that kind of like, you have to think that each character is trying to think not only what their opponent's thinking, but also one step ahead. And it's that whole back and forth. And that's what's so amazing because you're not following two regular humans, you're following two super intelligent humans. And when you see how their thought process, that's the most satisfying part, how they try to up one each other. And there's none of that in the, new, in the live action Death Note, which is such a shame because we've got nothing really like that in the West. Um, this is going to sound like I'm going off topic, but I, I will bring it back. But you know, the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer, it started out as this really cheesy sort of chick flick movie. And then they came back a few years later as a TV show and it became more of a drama, like in the original Joss Whedon's vision. I'm hoping something like that will happen with Death Note, that they will do another live action remake, but as a series, more true to the manga. And everyone's going to realize how amazing the story is in the West. But yeah, I, I, but if you have, if animation is another thing, or like, I highly agree, Death Note is a fantastic series. It's, you can get on easily in DVD and Blu-ray, it's out there on manga. Um, it was on Netflix, the original anime, but yeah. I think now it's just on Amazon Prime. So, but yeah, it's so easy to get hold of. And it's one of those things where you watch one episode and you have to watch it the next time. You have to watch the next one and then the next one and then the next one. It's very bingeable. <laughs> is it, <laughs> yeah, is exactly. it, are the visuals very um, not kids friendly? Is Are, are the deaths very... Um... Deathly. <laughs> well, they're not actually gruesome. No, I mean, as um, JC said, um, the main reason that light gets attention is that obviously heart attacks are quite common, but yeah. because so many heart attacks happen in the show, the police start to really recognize that something other is going on. So having, they do it quite dramatically. They're like, oh, oh, oh. So in that context, no. But like I said, it talks to like um like life like death life and death whether you're someone who's evil and you see him the main kind of being corrupt as you go along so i think it's more that kind of pushing and pulling of the darker forces and i think there is some swearing in it so it's not really graphic it's just more the themes are quite dark yeah, yeah. yeah. would you agree jc 
I, I'd, I'd 100% agree. I think it's one of those, like, I think we talked about uh, with um, uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Uh, did I get that right this time? Evangelion, sorry. I was going to mess that up. Um, <laughs> we, we talked about how, like, the, it gets into, like, a really dark, somber mood at some point in the in the series. I think this is the same where it's, like, I, I would definitely allow, I think the kids can definitely watch it, but definitely needs, like, parent interaction. It's definitely once where you know how they tell you, like, PG-13 and R-8 mm-hmm. is, like, just have a parent with you. I think it needs some explanation so much stuff's happening because it's very easy to take away. It's very easy to connect with light. Yagami mm-hmm. is the truth that matters. Like, he ultimately is not the good guy, but he's trying to do something good. So you get into one of those, like, Think about the Thanos conversation about like, well, he's actually trying to like help people around the universe, but he's trying to kill people as well. Yeah, he's doing it. He's doing the, <laughs> it seems like a good thing, but it's actually for the very wrong way going about it. Yeah. And that's kind of what happens. Only this is way darker than Thanos because the kid actually does it and you can see how he changes. And also you, you can almost like, it's, it's, it could be like a morality tale around radicalization as well. Of just like when you're given this power, like how it really sucks you in. Uh, so I think there's actually some great conversations to be had with kids of all ages about it. It's just a question of like what your kid's tolerance is for it. And also, like, are you willing to invest the time to watch with them? Because I think it's one definitely worth watching with them. Now, how many, it how many like seasons are we talking about? 15. Okay. Sorry, Tom. No, no, no. I was, I was just saying, how many seasons are we talking about? It's just one season. Uh, is, it? is it 30, 40 episodes? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. That's a lot of it. But it has, and it has a really, really, really good ending. It's, oft, it's yeah. oftentimes one of the best anime endings. And, yeah. and the manga, there's 12... 12 13 volumes but yeah and you can get i think you can get that one massive box actually if you'd rather read it that way yeah it sounds like one i might, I might actually pick up as a as um as a book in you know, a book format i mean you know, as a manga i think uh, rather mm-hmm. than um actually going on the as a series as a tv series i don't know i have to um to look into cost but that could be that could be a good one so my understanding is that in the actually I'd highly recommend that I've heard that the manga at deeps goes deeper into the morality issues around the whole story. Uh, I think that for the the anime they had to make it a bit more like action oriented in some ways, even though it's not action heavy, it does have action. Um, so I had to do more of it to make it engaging. But apparently the manga dives more into like the thought process behind Light Yagami. So for, I haven't read the manga, so it's just I've heard that secondhand. But yeah, I definitely think it's, it's a cool idea. A little bit, yeah. I think because obviously a lot of it is internal dialogue of Light trying to figure out what he's going to do next. And of course, you can get away with that in in book form, whereas in animated or live action form, it's going to be boring watching someone just sit there and talking to themselves. So you have to obviously change up medium. But in terms of the sto- main story, the beats and everything, it's very, very close to the manga they just update the timeline because obviously the manga came out first and they just shifted the time frame now for for everyone that's watched the netflix one tom what was your takeaway from that because i'm super interested how that came across because it, it it's not even like a shadow of the actual anime when it, 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 was Ryuk was good i like i liked his performance <laughs> the, i don't know the, the the it felt rushed um, it felt rushed. There's, it, it's, it's the same critic from everything that you, you know, if you're going to have a series that pans out over 20 odd, 30 odd episodes, you can't just make that a one hour and a half movie long. You know, you can't, you can't just have that and, and expect the same um, gray areas and the same 
um, character development. So I don't, I don't think that was that was a good idea to make a movie. They should they should have gone with the, the TV series, I think. But like the, the movie was just meh. Yeah, it was just another. It was just another movie. Was, the, the 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 general idea of it was is I think that it's a great it's a great thing to it's a great story to be told. But I just thought it was rushed. That's that's the main conclusion. And I don't know. You don't get to the character because obviously you just get into that guy and he's got a book and you're like, okay, cool, he's killing a bunch of people. And then, but I don't. The thing is, obviously, not knowing the the original series, I don't know how much he deviates from it. If if there's it a different quite way. a bit, yeah. Okay, so it, uh, the the main character wasn't that interesting. I think the, the main interesting thing was that was the um, the monster, the guy that comes out and kills everyone. But I think the main thing for the what they tried to do with the Netflix version is make light more sympathetic. They tried to make it more like he was coerced into using the death note, and then kind of like trying to balance the scales that way. But in the original story, he's not that at all. Um, and also to kind of put into context, in Japan, it's very like they very much praise high intelligence and being well dressed and everything like yeah. that. Like they, that, that's the kind of thing that they people pop the popular people are the ones who are the smartest. That's what they you know appreciate over there. But I was over here for here, the ones who are in who are more intelligent and um, things that tend to get picked on. Which I get why they did that in the Netflix version. Obviously, he light is intelligent, but he's more kind of seen as the loser in school. So I get why they made that change, but to kind of change his whole moral compass kind of takes away of what makes death Knight so fascinating to watch in the first place yeah so yeah that's my take on it yeah couldn't have said it better the, the, the just about the only thing i like to your point is like willem defoe is the demon and and actually lakeith stanfield does the best he can possibly do with what little they give him to do with like the l character yeah again i like the idea of, a, a of, a, of changing you know with a black yeah. l i think that again that's really fascinating what they did there but and you can see vis visually like with the sweets and sitting on this thing they tried yep. and then it just completely goes off the rails in the second half it's like they oh yeah. we've bored this character now let's rewrite it <laughs> i know it was so annoying. Um, so I'll give you like my 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 last pitch on it, Tom. Uh, the Japanese Ministry of Culture considers it the tenth best manga of all time. So Japanese Ministry of Culture is, of course, a curator of all things pop culture. So why not? I'm right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what's one to um, nine? Is it Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball Z, and Dragon Ball GT? <laughs> is that everything? Dragon Ball from one to nine, right? It always comes back to Dragon Ball. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, um, but, but also, no, the other thing that, that I think is, is really fascinating about it is that it, it kind of shows a Japanese obsession with like, like objects that carry power. Um, and I've always thought like with the timing of this is like how much was it influenced by the ring? Right. And then how he saw like he'll spin off of like shows that were about like things that had these like, like power that you could misuse very quickly. Right. And it's like the power of objects. Right. So I think there's some really interesting thematic things that, that come up in it. Um, and and that's why, like, to me, it's like it just stands out so much. So that's it. Hope you enjoy it. But definitely don't watch the Netflix one. And I heard they're, they're Netflix is making another one. Oh. Um, and my understanding is it's a movie, but hopefully not. But I may be very wrong about that. <laughs> All right, so that was JC now with Death Notes. Thank you. And we move on to Sarah with the first and hopefully not last recommendation. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I, I originally wanted to recommend like six, seven series. Yeah, anime is like movies. You can't just say like, I'll recommend a movie. Well, what movie do you want? Are you into comedy? Are you into horror? Anime is like that. You kind of need 
you know, <laughs> several different. You need to tell me what you like first. But mm. obviously, we've got, we're, I think we're covering a lot of ground with our recommendations. So I try to go, because we talked a lot about older stuff, the last first two episodes. I'm going to make mine more new, mm. more modern. So the first one I'm going to recommend is a movie called Your Name, which came out in 2016, 17. Um, so everyone, I'm sure you've heard of the Freaky Friday sort of mm-hmm. plotline where you switch bodies with someone. So your name is basically that, um, but it's um, it's a body swap between a girl who lives out in the Japanese countryside and a boy who is, lives right in the center of Tokyo. They never met each other. They just randomly woke up in each other's bodies. And what makes this different from the usual Freaky Friday set is that it randomly happens. So one day they'll wake up in their own bodies and the next day they'll wake up in the other person's bodies. And they slowly figure out what's going on and they end up leaving each other notes of what happened during the day and, and they learn for each other through the experiences in their lives as well as like leaving notes for each other. And and over the time, um, they, they start to build feelings for each other and also figure out what's happened and how there's a, like a big uh, world affair that only them can kind of stop it. So it's got romance, it's got a bit of supernatural in there, it's a coming of age story. Um, it's directed by Makoto Shinkai, who was um, done a few, quite a few anime films, but this was kind of like his big, massive hit. It was like, like it was, I think it was like 12, 13 weeks running. It was like the biggest box office thing in Japan. And it's the first high, third highest annual gross music of all time behind um, Spirited Away, which I'm sure some people recognize yeah. from Studio Ghibli. And currently the top one is the Demon Slayer movie, which is just out in Japan at the moment. So <laughs> yeah, I thought you might approve of that. Um, so your name, um, yeah, it was super highly rated. It's a really, really good watch. Um, um, I did write review for them in the UK, so I really, really enjoyed it. And it's one of those movies you can kind of watch again. It gets very wholesome. You can watch it with your family. There is a couple of few like jokes that maybe will go over the kids' heads, but it's something you can kind of watch with everyone. Um, it's easily out. You can get it quite cheaply on DVD and Blu-ray. It's also on Netflix and Amazon Prime. So there's literally no excuse not to watch it. Um, there's also going to be an American live action version of this directed by J.J. Abrams. But that's not an excuse to skip on the anime. This is an excuse to watch the original. And then when the new live action version comes out, you could be like, well, I've seen the original. And everyone's going to be like, oh, you have. Tell me more about it. And there you go. <laughs> that's it. You know how they should do what they should do with um, it being on Netflix and Amazon. They should keep keep with the um, the the spirit of the movie and just just have it one day on Netflix, then the next day on Amazon, then one day on Netflix, then the next day on Amazon. So you just switch. You don't I think know. They what... might have a few licensing issues there. Oh, don't care. Be creative. Do your thing. <laughs> Wait, the part that's kind of blowing me away is like jj abrams is gonna direct it that yeah. feels like such a weird choice because <laughs> he's all about like the mystery box and stuff <laughs> and, and it doesn't feel like that's like a mystery box or a setup or i may be wrong what do you think well probably not in what he's known for um it's kind of there is a slight mystery going on like why they're body swapping and then as it builds and then it gets to like a, a midway point where it gets the tone gets quite serious because they realize there's a, something coming that's going to happen that only they're, they're aware of. And then they kind of have to like talk to each other, but through each other's bodies. And it's kind of like, and it's kind of like that thing. So maybe a little bit of that. Plus, like I said, it was, it's phenomenally popular in Japan. It did so well. And it did so well when it came to cinemas in the UK and the US and the DVDs and Blu-rays have done really well as well. So I think maybe something that's got to do with it. Like it's, you know, it's J- JC, super, super you know, popular. You know, J- um, JJ Abrams' version is going to be one of them is dead, 
<laughs> the other one was on the plane. <laughs> You'll see. <laughs> Something They're on actually the related. Something related. <laughs> Oh, There's gonna be a polar bear just walks in the background yeah. casually for no good reason. <laughs> Please, yes, there's a good reason, JC. We know it. There yeah. was a good reason. No, it's just because JJ Abrams was kind of like he ranked very highly on my list of directors I liked, and he's just plummeted so much in my view. Like I, 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 I now get less excited about JJ Abrams projects if I'm honest, uh, unless he's doing it with somebody else. Um, uh, so, actually, so he's he's a producer. Um, oh, okay. The screenwriter Eric Heisenera. I'm sorry, sorry if I'm pronouncing that guy's name wrong. Uh, doesn't say the director. Uh, but yes, yeah, so it will be done. I assume he's going to be directly involved. But yeah, um, yeah. So your name is a really good movie, and it also came out kind of the same year that a lot of other anime films came out, like A Silent Voice. Um, and the night is sure walk on girl there's like so many other anime films that came out roughly the same time it was like a big massive boom in anime films so once you watch your name i'm sure you'll probably get recommendations for other great films that came out in his wake yeah. and the director makoto shinkai did direct a lot of lovely films before his massive hit like weathering with you which came out last year um yeah. uh, my personal favorite is a garden of words it's a 45 minute short movie really beautifully done mm. um he's got a very great detail he, um the director loves rain so if you in any scene that's got water in it, you it's like the most beautiful body of water you've ever seen in your life. And then you look at rain in real life and think you look nothing like that. How dare you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh, but I've heard there's comparisons with Miyazaki for for this particular director. Or am I, am I wrong? Yeah, there is. Um, I think because Miyazaki is like a massive namesake in Japan, obviously. Um, and, I, and when he retired. I say that in massive air quotes, um, a couple of years ago, obviously people, when he, um, Makoto Shinkai had this massive hit, Your Name, people kept like, comparing him to Miyazaki and even he said, I don't think that matches quite what I'm doing. They're both quite different. The, the directing styles are very different. Also the stories I like to tell, like um, Makoto Shinkai is very interested in like young adult coming of age, sort of interpersonal connection via supernatural like ways of exploring the emotions was um Hayao Miyazaki is very much into the environment and also um bigger set pieces but also he's very much the whimsical all the side of things which is ironic considering the guy Hayao Miyazaki is meant to be quite <laughs> a grumpy guy in real life so yeah they're two different directing styles um you can see why people because obviously when someone's popular you might think oh you're going to be the next so-and-so but he he personally doesn't um agree with that I have one question. In the uh, movie, do any of the characters do this? Like for what? their, for the yes. <laughs> when they're waking up, I think they do. Yeah, when they obviously wake up in each other's bodies, they're kind of like, wait a minute. And there's a lot of funny comedy that comes from obviously, you know, waking up in the opposite gender. You're kind of like, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, Ada and I have like this running joke that every time we see an anime, at some point when a character kind of either feels what is it embarrassed or like surprised. <laughs> they put their hands up over their head like this and, and for all everybody listening audio land sorry i can't see this but we notice like it's a, like it's the a hand theme. behind your head and then your yeah. elbows coming forward just trying to describe <laughs> it for the audience there exactly <laughs> but like in shows like uh, hunter x hunter 
like nearly every single episode, one of the characters are just doing like walking around, just doing this after they like rip someone's eyeball out or something. I'm sure there's at least one example. I'm sure when you watch the film, if you could just watch the film afterwards, you'll be like, hey, there, there it is. <laughs> to the point that if I were to like land in Tokyo, I think that I would do that just to try to fit in to see if like that's an actual thing. <laughs> but I know it probably isn't. <laughs> but it would be like my interpretation of it. <laughs> Yeah, please do it. <laughs> please do it and film it. Exactly. Go represent Honduras. We know stuff. Yeah. This is how I integrate myself. Yay. <laughs> All right, cool. So awesome. that was uh, your name, right? That's how it's yep. called? Your name. Uh, who's next? Who wants to go next? Me. Yeah, Aiden. Okay, so my first one well you saw this in my in last time i was on here which is huntrax hunter it's a great anime like i would say it's like close like one of the three perfect anime like just like they're all like all the arcs are just amazing there are no like really bad arcs uh but basically for you who haven't listened though like the top five anime it's basically about uh 11-year-old kid, sorry, 12-year-old kid named Gon, and he is taking a journey to become a hunter. So hunters, there are no actual, like, bad, like, specific bad guys in the show. It's just, like, various people who are just, like, criminals and stuff. So it's not, like, kind of, like, Demon Slayer where there are demons and Demon Slayers, just that. Um, but he has to take an exam and that's kind of the first arc uh the hunter exam and i find that's like it's probably one of my three favorite arcs in anime and i still don't know why it's just i just love like when they introduce all the characters and all the tests i just found i just thought they're really cool and then when i see some of the characters like like how cool they are i was like oh my god this is like um, it's such an amazing show so he decided to, he wants to be a hunter because his dad's a hunter and he left him at a young age. So the first arc is kind of that. And he makes like, he make another kid who's only like 12, year old, 12 years old is also taking the exam. And he's from a fa- family of assassins. His name's Kiloa. And he is like, he's my favorite character in all, all the animes that I've ever watched. Like, I just love him so much. And uh, so after that there's like a mini arc um which isn't as good but still like really good and then it kind of progresses like he, you start finding like bad guys and he all this is just trying to find his father and I myself um I don't think it's a long anime but I've watched like Naruto and stuff like that which is like 18 seasons or something uh, it's only like six seasons, I'm pretty sure. And the first four are on Netflix. And then like the last two are on Crunchyroll. Or I'm not sure there's like another platform where you can get like the last two seasons. But yeah, overall, I think it's really good anime. I would say it has a lot of gore, but not as bad as like um, other anime. <clears throat> we could, like relate to. Would you recommend it for other kids? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I... I would for like kids who are like 11, 12, but it depends if what like they're, well, like what, what they've watched before. Yeah. Is it out okay. on DVD and everything as well? Is it easily found there? Do you know? Um, I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah. And also the, 
it has actually one thing I found very interesting. So as like the manga, and that goes up till the end, and then it has a couple of other like manga arcs after the series, and then it's then it goes as a novel, which I find very like interesting. So like um after I'm pretty sure it's like the since how how I I'm pretty sure after like the two hundred fiftieth chapter or something, it starts going to novels. Which I find interesting, but also kind of disappointing since, like, <laughs> we'll see, like, I bet there are some parts in the, like, novels that would have looked so good in, like, actual pictures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a, that's a weird one, though, getting into novels. That's uh, kind of a, a departure from what it, the original material is, where I don't know. It's, it's a bit odd. I don't know if I take that up, but there's too many words. I don't like reading. Um, <laughs> well, so, question. yeah, questions. So, would you kind of recommend it to people who haven't really watched anime but like want to start watching? Would you recommend it to be like one of the first anime series they would watch? Yes, like I would suggest, yeah, I would definitely say that, but it's like it's a it's actually sometimes like it's um it has a lot of different themes in it but like it changes a lot so it's you have to like you have to know a lot of like you don't well not you don't have to but like it would you'd probably like it a bit more if you watch like other animes but but i'd say if you want to start it's a really good one it isn't that it isn't that long it's like around six seasons and yeah that's cool. And one of the things about it, um, Hunter x Hunter, and, and I don't know, I haven't watched it, so only Aiden's watched it, um, but uh, one of the things I think is really appealing about that specific type of, of anime as we compare it to things like Death Note, as we compare it to things like um, uh, Your Name, uh, is that it takes that more like weekly episodic uh, sort of approach, right? Where it's like, oh, what's how is the arc kind of building up this week? But it also, it, it feels more relatable to I think uh, kids than than it does to adults in the sense like there's like a test involved you have to like go prove yourself in advance and become this person it's about like a lot of these I notice like in the same way like my hero academia is very much about becoming and achieving the and like it's a journey exactly and I feel like that it it it, it feels very relatable that way. Mm-hmm. That's cool. That's what we want. Yeah. Um, actually, sorry. Yeah. No. 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 You go. But one thing I actually really like about it, um, this is like kind not really spoilers, but you see like the progression and how he's kind of becoming like a monster. Like he would like at first, like he was like the fun loving like 12 year old kid. But like now what I've watched, like I'm only 20, like 20 episodes from finishing the series. And but he's like an absolute like monster. Like he doesn't feel anything for anybody. And the antagonist um he's slowly becoming more human he's kind of like learning about the human ways and i really like that like kind of like controversy yeah it's it's really interesting i've never seen that in like an actual uh in an anime before but i find that really it's cool. like a role role reversal it's like the switched um yeah kind of like that okay no that's interesting that's a cool twist i like that that's I like cool. it when heroes go dark yeah it's kind of a trope yeah. i'm very fond of <laughs> <laughs> It's always a good thing. So that was what? Hunter x Hunter, right? 
Yeah, I like that. Uh, who's next, ladies? Okay, I will kick off the next one. Oh, yes, um, please take it away. Uh, okay, so for my next recommendation, um, I'm going to talk about more of a studio and less of a particular film. Uh, and it's really Studio Ghibli. Uh, it, this is really a recommendation for anybody that truly has never seen any anime and is somewhat intimidated by, because we talk about like, oh yeah, like four to six seasons isn't too bad when you compare to like 18 or or infinite seasons in the case of Dragon Ball. Um, it's like... <laughs> <laughs> oh, we, um, it's a lot to take on, right? It's a, a big time yeah. investment to know if you're going to like it or not. So I always recommend to people in some ways, like it's nice, it's nice to start with a movie. Um, and uh, Studio Ghibli is, for anybody who's not aware of there, they're basically like Disney in Japan. Like they're the biggest, most famous production studios. Like their movies always go straight to the top to number one in, in the box office. People watch them for, for, for weeks on end as the top movie. They get exported around the world. And watch them for a while. It was actually hard to get Studio Ghibli movies. And now, at least in the States, we've got HBO Max. We've got full access to Studio Ghibli movies. Um, and it's just such a great time to get into it because it's, it's so more, much more accessible than it used to be. Um, and uh, what, what's great about the movies is that they, in this, in the way that Disney always targets like the same age group most of the time, and they're start, and then and then Pixar kind of came in to like expand that a bit. Um, I feel that Studio Ghibli has always looked at a varying uh, age group, and that's what we'll talk about. Like three movies very quickly from Studio Ghibli. Um, uh, first, uh, for anybody who's looking to get like really young kids, so in the case, for example, we're about to watch uh, shortly um, our first Studio Ghibli movie with Arabelle, our five-year-old. And the first one that I'd pick, because I watched it with Aiden when he was, he was probably like seven or so, uh, we watch uh, My Neighbor Totoro. Um, and that one is, it's one of those movies that I, I won't go too much into the plot of it because there is no plot to that movie. It's like, <laughs> it, it, it's, it's, it's so cool that it's basically a child's imagination is the way I always see that movie where it's like, it's, it's about two little girls that live out in the country and their mom's sick in the hospital. And then they have this adventure where they go into the woods and they run into this like big kind of cat teddy bear looking thing that is still hard for me to explain it was Totoro and and doesn't even talk at all like he just makes sounds and they interpret those sounds um and then the little girl begins to understand what he says uh and then they get into a bus that's actually a cat so it's just super bonkers but just amazing imagination and and if you ask me, what remember, those are the two things pretty much I remember from the movie. But what I most remember is like the feeling. It's just a feeling of like it's whimsical. It just like carries you through through imagination. But it's paced in a way that's really soothing as well. It's like it's one of those movies that like if your anxiety is peaking, it's a great movie to watch because it just calms you down. And especially I can, do, with... I can um, agree with that. I actually watched it for the first time when I was sick one day. I had I remember having a nice warm minestrone soup that I homemade. I yeah. put the movie on for the first time, and I just felt so much better afterwards <laughs> it really is like like chicken soup for the soul sort of thing <laughs> so so i recommend both adults and kids but it's a great way to get little kids into it because there's nothing that is really like that'll upset them and from a violence perspective but at the same time it's not boring either and it's just it's great it's a great way to get people to appreciate that as a medium and the stories that can be told so my neighbor totoro definitely check it out with your kiddos um Second recommendation real quick is going to be um, 
uh, Kiki's Delivery Service. Uh, so Kiki's Delivery Service is about a teen witch that has to basically earn money to pay her way through like teen, teen witch school uh, by delivering stuff. <laughs> so the premise is like super cute. Um, but the interesting part is that she begins to get stressed out over it. Um, and she realizes that as she gets more stressed about working and working more, she loses her power. Um, and I'll leave it at that in terms of the plot. But what I love about thematically that it, it for kids, it's a great story about a kid just trying to make it and having an adventure. But for adults, it really shows you how work can get in the way of our passions if those two, two things aren't aligned. And about how what we do for a living and what we're passionate about doesn't always have to coincide, but it's nice when it does, right? So it's just a great story in that sense that I really, really enjoyed. That's really cool. I think I think the the only one I've watched, um, well, actually I've watched a couple out of, of that studio, but the 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 one I sort of remember is Castle in the Sky. Um, but what really stands out to me is okay, yeah, the stories they are always magical and you know it's always a fairy tale somehow, and it's always I'm told in this perspective of a child almost. I know it's always that um, outlook on life that is sort of childish to explain um, grave situations, you know. Uh, but what I really like, though, it's it's the 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 art the artwork for it. Um, there's a lot of them that a lot of those movies that you can take every, like a, a random frame, you know, pause it at any time, any time, and just you could almost print it out and put it on your wall because it's nice graphics, it's nicely drawn, it's 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 just beautiful, I, I, and I love that you can almost directly recognize that it's their work. It comes from that studio. It's almost like. Um, like a Marvel film, <laughs> not comparing both, but you know what I'm saying. Like you know, it's produced by X, Y, Z, and you know it's coming from them. Um, so it's it's always um, a great sign that you can recognize something without even knowing where it comes from. So yeah, Ghibli just... are known for emotional hair. So basically, you know, from every Ghibli film, the hair mm. kind of like reacts to how they're emotional. Like so, that's kind of their trademark yeah. as well as the actual style of the face. Yeah. <laughs> never thought of that but you're absolutely right yeah the hero is right it, it just thought of it never connected that yeah because what i think is like this type of character is like Totoro, yeah really like it just seems comforting in a way just looking at the picture i feel like like there's nothing to worry about well, like, he's, he's used as the logo for the studio for a reason for that reason, yeah. I think. Yeah. Just a big fat blob. <laughs> <laughs> like a raccoon mixed with a cat, sort of. And a rabbit. Are they, are, they, are, are any of those films available on Netflix at the moment? Yeah, um, Netflix actually purchased the license in the UK. Um, okay. So you can watch the majority. I think you can watch nearly all of them in the UK on Netflix. And they're pretty much all available on DVD and Blu-ray. Um, so yeah, they pre and as JC was saying, they they um, they get compared to as Walt Disney, but also get compared to um, oh god, his name just slipped my mind. Steven Spielberg, that's it, because he's got a variety of repertoire. It's not just very young kids, but also like teens, and also there's more grown up stuff. Um, so they he, they've got a very wide eclectic range of movies. You can pretty much tune in anyone. If you don't like one, that's fine. Try another one, and you're guaranteed at least like one of them. Yeah. Uh, Tom, there's actually one based on the, the character that's on that Netflix show right now, uh, Lupin, which is like a famous French yes. character. Yep, yep. They actually should do a Ghibli movie based on that character. So they really do go across the board. Okay. Um, I, I do remember watching, what was it called? Um, is it Spirited Away? I think. Mm -hmm. uh, that's like the, the major break, breakaway that's in the, the West. Yeah. yeah. 
I think that was one that, that made it big in France. I think they, they, they really pushed for that one to be out there. But yeah, I need to, I need to get back into those because they're really, um, they're really something. They're so different to anything else. So there's, there's just, um, I don't know, just like I keep repeating myself, but I think just in, in terms of art style, um, it, it, it just stands out. Um, but I, again, I've not watched one um, Studio Ghibli movie for a while, so maybe I should get back into that. Right. Studio Ghibli. And for that one, the, the last one, it would be Howl's Moving Castle. Check that one out. I won't yeah. say more. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyone else with anything else? I think, Sarah, you might have another one or two or three or four. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I can go on all day, but uh, we, we agreed on two. I'm sure you guys We have to hang up at some now. point. So we have to hang up. <laughs> So my second recommendation, um, again, this is easily um, more of a modern one. It's another considered gateway anime to try and get us um, into the genre. Um, I'm probably gonna get a few groans from long-term anime fans over this recommendation, um, but the series I'm talking about is Sword Art Online. Um, so the series, based on the light novel uh, books. Uh, it's set in the future uh, where at the moment we've got virtual reality where you obviously put like a headset on you yep. and you experience it in real time. But they, in this book, they've got um, augmented reality, so AR, where you strap yourself into a machine and your whole body is submerged into these role-playing games. Um, they're massively popular and you follow uh, the main guy, Kirito, um, he's really into this big new one that just launched called Sword Art Online. And on launch day, there's thousands upon thousands of players that are logged into the game. And when they try to log out, they can't. Turns out the creator has now trapped them all inside the video game. And the only way they can get out is get into the very, very top of the tower, the massive tower that makes up the game. Um, so this one, you probably, if you're into, for example, Ready Player One and other bit and more recent anime, you probably <laughs> see a couple of elements. Yeah. This one, this anime came out back in, um, well, the original book came out originally in 2002, but the anime came out in 2012. It was a huge, huge hit when it launched. Um, one that I actually got into it quite late, um, but one of the things I quite liked about it is it's not just a quick fix. They, they spent quite a few years in this video game and you kind of see him develop emotionally as his, the years go on and you see how these different people kind of react. You obviously some people who reacted very violently, scared, um, you follow some people like this one guy, one side character, he opens up a blacksmith and he's quite happy at running his own shop inside while other people are trying to get out of the game. Um, there's a lot of like, there's a romance plot between Kirito and Asuna, the main plots, but because it's taken their relationships period over a few years, there's a very well developed love interest. Um, and then when they do finally get out of the game much later on, um, it has so-called like psychological repercussions because obviously to them, they've been stuck in this game for years and they have to go back to the real world somehow. Um, and then there's other games and other people who are kind of involved in this. So this series is currently three series long. The first two are on Netflix and there is a movie, which was actually how I got into it originally. Mm -hmm. And I ended up going back and watching the series. Um, and there's an also a spin-off. But yeah, Sword Art Online, um, like I say, it, 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 the reason I picked it um, over kind of like other ones that are probably more more personal favorite. Saw that online, it kind of, the reason it was such a huge hit at the time, it kind of was very different, very unique. Obviously the genre, the very getting stuck in a video game. It launched what is known now as the Isekai genre, which is basically yeah. trapped in another world. So this is kind of the one that sort of started it. Um, and also it's based on a light novel, which back then was not commonly done. Nowadays, there's loads of light novel adaptations. So this is one of kind of the jumping off point for modern anime. So that's why I recommend 
content because it's ongoing it's easily available and it's if you're interested in this show you can go and jump off to one of similar ones it also wanted me to know that the first season of Swart Online is quite ends quite nicely. So if you watch the first season and think I don't want to watch anymore, you can because it's quite neatly like concludes. Yeah. But if you want to watch the rest, there's loads more content out there. What's a light novel? So <laughs> <laughs> for anyone who's listened audibly, uh, JC Star just looked at him like, "You what?" <laughs> I got shamed hard right now, man. <laughs> so light novel is basically a book, but they tend to be quite thin. So, you know, like how, for example, Harry Potter tends to have massive, massive, like thousands of pages of books. Light novels tend to be shorter, but also have many individual volumes. So they tend to go on for longer and also have smaller content. Um, is, am, am I wrong in saying that um, it's also a video game series, right? They made a video game series due to its popularity, uh, but it started off as a light novel but, and anime. Yeah, and then they made a video game based on, I think, a later arc, because obviously okay. it's based on the video game, yeah. Okay, so yeah, it's not, it's not based, that's based off the book, well, the, the anime, not. Mm-hmm. The other yeah. way around. Okay, cool. So into yeah. the inception VR mm. into VR into the game. Okay, good. Sorry, I think uh, Aiden had something. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So when I first saw this, I saw it. Uh, well, my friends told me about it, and I thought it was a, I thought it was a drawing program where you draw swords. <laughs> you were too literal. That was literally. I just way too long to click in my mind what you were talking about. <laughs> Yeah, it took me, took me a second to understand, but yeah. Same here, like, but it totally makes sense, but yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize it was an anime. It's an opportunity, you can create your own sword art online, how to draw the neatest swords. Brilliant, spin-off series, do it. Spin-off, yeah. <laughs> Aiden, he came up with something great. <laughs> it's like, my thought was like, isn't that overkill? It shouldn't just be a YouTube channel about drawing swords and stuff. <laughs> like some type of like like pixel art program or something like that i was like oh i should use that i'm super curious though is in this because as soon as you said it the first thought i had was ready player one so i'm glad you mentioned that is it referential like ready player one where like it 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 takes some of the tropes and just like in the video game are there like mechas or like the usual like like tropes of like japanese video games well, actually, the they came up really, really close to each other. So, like, it's too close to kind of feel like they're copying each other's homework. And apparently, the authors of Sword Art Online and Ready Player One have met, and they're a fan of each other's uh, works. And uh, apparently, Ready Player Two, the sequel book, yeah. references Sword Art Online a lot, from what I understand. <laughs> so, so the authors are actually, you know, fan of each other's works. So they were aware that of the existing, but. I think obviously I try to find whenever I recommend them, I find like a Western thing that you might be interested in that kind of goes into it. But from what sort out online, I think it kind of explores more the psychological aspects of like being trapped in a video game and then also what it's like to play MMO um, over a long period of time. Um, and obviously it's not perfect. There are a couple of writing issues and it's still at the heart of very much a power fantasy for you know, like, because the male character, he's like the best gameplay that ever lived and, and everything like that. But I do find, I feel, I found it, even though I knew, like I said, I got into it really late, even though I knew, heard a lot about it before going into it, I ended up actually really, really enjoying it. So that's why I'm recommending, because I do think it's a kind of anime that's easy to watch and also has a lot of kind of elements from other shows that if you like, you can bounce off to other ones as well. Right, coming up next with one last recommendation, that will be Aiden's turn, right? Let's go. Yeah. Okay, so my final recommendation is Demon Slayer also known as or, or Kimetsu no Yaiba. And it is 
it's really re- like it's very recent so the first season i'm pretty sure it came around like 2019 tw- no like 2019 2020 and when i started it I actually started it like a couple of weeks ago i was like the ending like the start the first episode is very good and then it slowly gets better and better and better and one like i the only reason i really wa- wanted to watch it was because like I, I don't know what year, but it was near. It was more. It was one of like the best selling mangas. Like it was more than One Piece, which is like it. You like it held the title for like a lot, like very many years. I don't know how many, uh, for best selling manga. And I was like, oh, this must be really good. So I started the first season of the anime, and then it also just came out with a movie right now, which is basically they could have had it as just like six episodes. It, is just like one arc and they, I, I don't I'm not sure why they put in the movie but it seems cool but so it, it starts the main character is Tanjiro so he starts off his like his whole family they live in Japan and one day uh his family got murdered by demons and he uh his sister so there's a one demon that can turn demon uh, like humans into demons that's how they multiply and her uh his sister got turned into a demon nezuko and they're like and then there are demon slayers and there are different ranks and stuff of demon slayers and you don't know that at the very start but one of the demon slayers comes to try kill the uh the sister and he um he defend like he defends her and he realizes that that demon will never like kill anybody and it does it's like like we don't really know why i'm pretty sure it gets i'm sure it gets explained in the manga sometime why uh nezuko is like different from the other demons since she doesn't want to eat flesh and like normally when someone gets turned into a demon they are immediately hungry and she saw like nearly like a dead body which was like uh uh tanjiro since he was getting beaten uh, and she like resisted to eat him, and uh, t- he tried to kill. Uh, she tried to kill the other demon slayer, and it kind of resolves. And it goes on. He wants to become a demon slayer, and this is where it takes like kind of like a time skip. Like at like go, like two two years pass by, and he's like he has amazing senses. Like and he always started off with like a very very keen sense of smell. And he also kind of like Hunter X Hunter, he takes the final selection exam and he has, he, he fights his first like really powerful demon. Well, at the time it was a very powerful demon, like a mutated one. And there's like, that's like a mini arc as well. And then he like defeats it and then he becomes a demon slayer. And then I, I knew that sometime like he would have, like he would find a, a, a company and like have like a squad kind of thing. And then he meets uh, two two people, Inosuke and Zenitsu, and they like they kind of uh, form a squad. And one of the things I like about this is that it took longer for him to actually like uh, find like find uh, like friends. Like in animes, like My Academia, like they're filled with like a whole class. And Hunter x Hunter, like the first two episodes, you find like. Uh, like the his friends uh during like, the exam and this it took a, a, a little longer to materialize and I thought I thought that was kind of cool since I had 
like uh it'll it a very good build up to him finding friends and it's also kind of like kind of like naruto ish where like they have many superpowers with their uh sword and yeah that's really all like it has some really good arcs from what i've seen so far i'm definitely i definitely want to read the manga since i've heard it's really good uh but yeah i think that's it so is that is that is that an actual um is, is that on netflix or is it just actually uh, it literally got released on netflix like a week ago so on uk and yeah. us it was on crunchyroll but you netflix have now also got it so admittedly i haven't yeah. seen it but it's on my watch list because i've heard so many good things about it so yeah, it's, yeah it it's, up, it's, it's, you can easily watch it now it came and up the, as a recommendation on mine too that's why i, I, I know of it but um, it definitely looks like it's going to be one of the more most modern gateway anime um, mm-hmm. where the rate is going. And there is a movie coming out. I think it's out in Japan at the moment doing really, really well, like budget um, blockbuster wise, despite what's going on right now. So I can see it in the future becoming bigger and bigger as it is. Interesting. And so is it fairly new anime? Yeah, yeah. As I need to say, it came out in 2019 um, and it did re- it rated really, really well. And it's done by Studio Ufotable, who are very well beloved as well. I'm a very fan of their work. So, yeah. So, um, like I said, I haven't seen it myself, but I do, it's on my watch list. I've got no excuse now. I've got Netflix. I'm going to watch it soon. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of the things that, that, that you and I talked about was how, well, I mean, Aiden was telling me about how, like, within the, the show, like, the demons go hungry. And if they go hungry, they die, right? Yeah. Sort of thing. And something I just feel something that we never really see that other side of like, what is it like to be a demon? It, it must be tough, man. It's like you gotta get a meal. You gotta get a little arm parts, like legs and stuff, just like a little nibble, right? Yeah. So actually I've actually forgot to talk about like the demons. So they're um they're actually immortal. So that's the thing. Like oh. there are millions of demons. So it isn't like the average like monster where like it's like it's really powerful but like it isn't immortal and these are like the low level demons like all of them are immortal so you have to be pretty strong to actually take one down so you have to have like a specific type of sword which is called like a Nichiren sword that if you cut you have to slice off their head and like even if they like if you didn't have that type of sword they would just like regrow their head back mm. and that's the only way you can really kill one with that like exact sword uh and what was I going to say? I forgot. So, so where's the hunger part come in? <laughs> oh, yeah. So um, they get like they get hungry, like I said, like 100 times faster than an average human. And if they don't have food and like a, like, well, human flesh in like a day or two, they'll die. And then the other way they can be killed is by the sun. So they're they can o- they only attack at midnight. Uh, so they're vampires, demon. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. So they, they uh, yeah. so they can die by being exposed to the sun, with having their heads cut off by a sword, or can, so they, do they go hungry and die, or do they just go super hungry and just? No, they they just get they, uh, if they go hungry, they just get like this. They just have to stay hungry. They have to <laughs> they have to get tortured by it. It's hard to be a demon. Actually, t- talking about that, I was watching the um, Netflix show on, but it's not it's not anime or anything. It's called The Good Place, um, which is very famous. 
um but it's also love another, that show it's so funny um but it's also an, another way of seeing how demons are uh and how this to try and behave as human human as well it's quite it's quite interesting it's like they want to torture but they can't because they have to pretend um they're nice so it's quite it's quite interesting i'm only halfway through season two so don't spoil anything but... it's like torturing you by being passive aggressive is yes. basically kind yes. of their so thing, which is use, so funny they are used to torture physically and what they're asked to do is to torture mentally um over a long period so they get frustrated and everything so that's why i'm at right now um <laughs> yeah being a demon is hard being a demon is hard that's um, actually sorry yeah that's yeah, one of the main things uh like there's it, like some of the episodes show what it's like to be a demon and the thing is that they like they don't know any they're like well they know things about their past life before they became a demon mm -hmm. and they kind of like some of the people um like they're demons but they're they don't want to be a demon they want to be like still helpful and like they want to be like doctors or something like that and there's actually one specific one that is trying uh trying to find a medicine to turn demons back to humans and that's kind of like the main quest in the whole story tanjiro is trying to turn her sister back into a human um but yeah that's like the main premise but i find that very cool since like some of the characters like they just wanted to have a family and or like they're they're about to die and if they get turned into a demon they'll like they'll live but they'll have to uh live off of uh killing people so it's kind of some of the things uh that i find really cool and also like it has a lot of blood and gore <laughs> like a lot a lot <laughs> so would you recommend it to kids your age no <laughs> <laughs> i'm a great dad yeah that's what i was gonna say what have you been doing? parenting 101 <laughs> hey i i looked it up in common sense media and it said it was okay so goes to why, show what I know. Why would you why would you not trust anything the internet has to say, right? Because whatever it says on the internet, the internet always tells me the truth. I think guys are in the right direction. Common sense that I could watch it, Your Honor. Yes, yeah. So on the internet, why can't I do it? If people don't mind blood and gore, like it I would say like it would if it didn't have any blood and gore, it would be like a TV Y7 show or something. Yeah. Okay, cool. So we, we we've gone around everyone, right? So I think I think now we um so before I think JC you had a question for Sarah in terms of movies and stuff, but um just before we get to that, I think we both Emily and I are going to take our picks on what we're gonna do, and then you guys can can move on to that question before we wrap it up. But um I I think from everything I've heard, I might go with your name because that sounded really cool. Uh, so that's uh, that's a good yeah, recommendation from too. Sarah. Yeah, me too. But then also Death Note, but as a, as a manga, um, I, I might not go into the, the 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 anime just yet. I think I might just go and get it on off Amazon or a local bookstore if there's one open. Um, I'm intrigued by Dem Demon Slayers though. That that that's definitely something I think I might. Uh, it's on my wish list on on, on Netflix, so definitely we'll get around to it at some point. But. They're all great recommendations, so I don't know where to start, really. I might, I might have to roll the dice and see, um, or play rock, paper, scissors with myself to see which one I'm going to pick first. <laughs> uh, that's me. I think I think number one will be your name. I think that's where I'll start, start with. And Emily? <laughs> um, so I'd pick Demon Slayer for, like, the definite one, because that sounded very cool. 
Um, but I also agree, like, Death Note does sound really cool. But, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think Demon Slayer is definitely number one for me. That's just something that I re- I would really go into. Right. Into, yeah. Aiden's killing it. Mm. <laughs> it's gonna be like the new trend I do in classes. Like I, I would just be like this all the time. I was like, like I'm I'm Elling. 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 <laughs> oh no, that's a new TikTok trend. So it looks like. L. No, you're not on TikTok. Fine. I, I think just to quickly add that, although we all gave recommendations, I think you don't have to get like a special subscription to an anime exclusive streaming site to get into anime it's now you can get on netflix you can get on mm-hmm. amazon prime all four have some anime as well there's like a lot more platforms are starting to add it to their repertoire so if you see something go for it i think that's why it's getting more popular because more people are realizing that you know it's not just for one type of person anime could be for anyone and we noticed that day there's even like um uh, x-men and avenger anime on Netflix, mm-hmm. which I had no idea was a thing. Yeah, they've done like uh, animated versions of comic books before, like some Batman ones. Uh, there's mm-hmm. quite a few in the past. Um, there's also um, Batman Ninja, I think it was, yeah. or yeah. Yeah. that came out a couple of years ago. With so it, it is getting more and more. Yeah, they always kind of have an anime version of comic books in out there. Yeah, but they tend to be like separate. Um, but it's yep. cross crossover in, in 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 styles. I think that's which is really cool. Though. It's like the, the the Batman Ninja one is is really weird to watch, but it's actually quite cool. The the, the style they're going with um, it definitely is a, a departure from what you used to um, in terms of of um, vibe and and drawing style. So it's it's something. I, I, the story was meh, but it's something if you've got a, a, a couple hours to kill, then just definitely go and get it. I think he was on Netflix at some point. I'm not really sure if it still is now. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting to see those. I've not watched the Avengers one yet, though, uh, or the Marvel ones that crossed yeah. over as um, as anime. I think I've seen them, but I've not I'm not going to it yet. They might be on Disney Plus at some point. Maybe not. Not sure. Uh, I, I saw him on, uh, I think, both Disney Plus and I want to yeah. say Netflix for some reason, but I may be wrong about that. Uh, but yeah, they look like the animation looked interesting enough that I kind of wanted to watch it, even though there's no yeah. good reason for me to do it at the end of the day, because I'm like, I don't think they follow the main continuity of the MCU. Um, but it just felt like an interesting thing to kind of check out, especially for people that like kind of might be shy about getting into it. That might be a good way to get into the illustration mm-hmm. of it and then get into the stories that are told from a Japanese perspective. Yeah, because even like some Western property comic books or series are popular in Japan. And, and if there's money to be made, they think, right, we want to make an anime of this. Let's do it. Like there's an anime version of Witchblade, which is a quite a famous comic book series. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's also an anime version of the TV series Supernatural. They did two seasons of that um, way Please. back in the okay. early 2010s, I believe. Yeah. So there's, there's quite a few examples. It's r- rarer, but it, it has been done. So yeah. that's a cool thing. Well, and we're going to get Star Wars anime. They, they just announced it at the last uh, big convention thing. Yeah, that could be well cool. That could be super be. cool. I want to watch that. Um, right. I think JC had a, a, a quick question for Sarah. Yeah. This one's, this one's a question that I've got that hopefully some people in the audience might have the same question is that I've often seen that there's a movie attached to a big anime series. Right. So, for example, like uh, Aiden and I have watched uh, My Hero Academia and there's like two movies attached to that. I know that Naruto had a bunch of movies like like all of them have a movie attached to them. Is are those movies a good place to get into the anime or is the plot too far along for you to actually understand what's going on in the movie? 
Well, just the kind of uh, movie adaptations of a very popular series are obviously quite common. What they, what's the most common practice? If, if a series is massive, they tend to make a movie version that summarizes the TV show to kind of like get all the audience on board with the story and then create another movie that either continues the story or creates a new ending or a sequel, whatever. So, for example, um, um, even Galion had a movie that wrapped up that explained the whole series before they had a huge movie called The End of Evangelion, which rewrote the ending um, and stuff like that. And I have other things as well. But then I should say, like, I got into sort of online thanks to the movie, um, which was actually quite far along in the arc, but I managed to follow on just enough to kind of get myself interested. So you can get into movies. Um, I think it's just to be wary. If a TV series existed first, it's always, I think wisest and safest to stick with the tv series first um but i do know a few movies they do try to kind of wrap it um, like explain in the first five ten minutes oh this is um x and he's doing y and they got to save z let's go um but obviously when the movie tries to summarize the series you're never going to get the same reaction like they did they did do two animated movies of death note for example which kind of eclipsed like covered the whole of the manga mm. um but again even though you can get the major beat story beats of it it's not the same as watching it like the the, the tension it's always the original medium obviously was better when doing 30 minute intervals um in, and just watching it build whereas if you're trying to edit it for a whole film the pacing's different so you're never going to get the same way i think movies are best if you for example not watch a series in a while and just want to re-experience it for after a certain pattern, just want to like you know quickly binge it fine but if you're new to a story if a series existed first i highly recommend you start there personally all right so yeah because i've seen i've seen a couple of pokemon movies and it's uh <laughs> i know it's noobs and old but yeah i know it's it was so confused by it because obviously they just drop you in there with no you know with you expected to be aware of who the characters are um which is the same with dragon ball um you know well they did reboot the movie series they caught i think the one was a pikachu i choose you that came out a couple of years ago 2016 17 that was no this is an animated version it's like a reboot of the movies it was very mm. basically retold the original opening episode for a few tweaks um but again that's like you, you would you're probably more likely to watch that if you already loved Pokemon, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was on CITV um, a couple of years ago, and I don't know that. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, there quite a lot of these films like Ghibli or whatever have been on uh, Film Four and stuff like that. So a lot of anime is on TV nowadays. So, so if you see something and catch your interest, record it, watch it, and go for it. Indeed. Okay. Cool. That's what that's what I want to know. It's like, yeah, so that it's a good way to get into it, and then and then and then assuming that you might go back into the series and have some stuff that was already happened in the movie, you're going to rewatch, but watch it in the way that it was meant to be watched. Yeah. And that sounds cool. Awesome. Thank you. Okay, so that's wrapping that all up nicely done with a good question that we all enjoyed um thank you sarah for joining us in what thanks is for having me three. and putting up with me <laughs> <laughs> no it was very nice it was uh, i've learned a lot because you know my, my my knowledge in anime and manga is just extremely poor um it's my weakness yeah it's tiny thank you um, <laughs> no um so well i know i lost my train of thought <laughs> <laughs> sorry <laughs> I'm really Outro. glad I'm here. Thank you very much for having me. Hang on. <laughs> and this is where the pod went, went off the rails. Um, we'll bring it home. <laughs> so we talked about anime. We educated 
Uh, hopefully some people out there that are new to anime, hopefully some people that just started in anime can really get into it now. And if you're already into anime, this could be a good way to recommend some episodes or, or some series to your friends to get them into anime uh, because it really is awesome. It, it's, it's super fun. Uh, it's, it's, it's a very kind of like nerdy passion that I feel is going mainstream and is a great time to kind of jump into it. Um, and uh, we would love to, to do a follow-up episodes and talk about anime more because there's so much more we can talk about and that'll give Tom some time to catch up on his anime. Indeed. And we'd love to have you back, Sarah. An anime like book club. Anime <laughs> <laughs> book club, yeah, let's do that. <laughs> All right, then that was the end of uh, our third part into the introduction to anime. Thank you, Sarah, again. Um, thanks, thanks to your husband for uh, keeping an eye on your kid also. We've seen him quickly dropping in. <laughs> You want to be on camera, I'm sorry. That's fine, it's all good, it's all good. He wants to shine, he wants to shine. Uh, thank you, the kids too. We'll see you too in another episode. I don't know what the topic is going to be about, but we definitely have them on again. And thank you, JC, for having the idea of talking about animes again. I think uh, that was dear, dear to your heart, that one. We'll, 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 and, we'll get on that. And thank you, Tom, for introducing us to Dragon Ball. It's such a hidden gem. I know, gem. right? It's so... <laughs> yeah. Why? No one heard of it. It's no obviously amazing. It. It's, it's breaking my heart that nobody else knows about it. Okay. <laughs> anyway, let's wrap that up. Um, thanks for everyone who's been listening, everyone who's been um, subscribing on YouTube. There are a couple of people that have subscribed on YouTube. The almost 400 that have subscribed to our Instagram account. Thank you for that. Yeah, it's, it's going, it's, yeah, it's lit. And uh, the bunch of people that are following us also on Twitter. Social media is where it's at. Um, we'll see you all in the next episode. Thank you very much. And with oh. that, I say goodbye. Ta-ta. <laughs> <laughs>